Hi there, my name is Liz and it's a Chit Chat Podcast. Consider it as some sort of virtual cozy space where just you and me sit by the fireplace and chat about absolutely anything, from struggles of immigration to New Year resolution techniques. Happy listening! Hi everyone, how it is going? Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. I know it's been a while, but this time I don't want to even, you know, waste our time and explain myself. Let's just say that I had some life, some things going on in my life, good and bad. So I've been busy and that's all you need to know at this point. But I'm still in Barcelona. The sun is still shining, even though we had some couple of you know rainy days and I know locals are super happy because it's been very dry I know fall season and winter time so now they're very happy that they know that you know the fruit and the veg the whole situation surrounding plants and what we eat organically speaking you know it's been taken care of by the rain and speaking of Barcelona today we will discuss precisely it but also my experience of living in another city. So just before we start, I want to say that I'm super aware that probably a lot of people would say that, you know, it's not very informative or it's very, I don't know, shallow. I don't go into much details. And first of all, yes. And second of all, most importantly, it's all very subjective. So whenever people compare countries, cities, even restaurants or other places of interest, or even people, for for the sake of saying some people do, you know, compare other people, and sometimes we compare ourselves with other people, which is not a very healthy thing to do. But anyways, when you compare something with something or someone, it's very subjective. So please, please keep this in mind. It's just my opinion. And, you know, it's based on what's important to know here. It's based on my just three years in LA and three months in Barcelona. So some people would say, like, why do you even want to do this? And I'll tell you guys just because I want to. Because a lot of times, especially because we traveled so much during the past year, as some of you might know, I do compare cities and I kind of like want to see myself living in them or not and why would I live in there and why I would not want to live in there. So I like to, you know, think about these kind of questions and it's very important for me to feel the city and know that I can see myself living there long term. So I was thinking about how to start this podcast because obviously there are a lot of ideas, a lot of opinions surrounding this topic when you compare something like that. So I had this analogy in my head, like if LA was a beautiful yet a little bit neurotic girl that trying to make it, Barcelona would be her potential artsy boyfriend that is way more chilled and knows that the beauty of life is not its destination but the process or the route, whatever you prefer. So I don't know if people can understand what I'm trying to say here or not, but those cities have a lot of similarities and of course they have a lot of differences, but the most, the biggest, I think, difference between the US in general and Europe is that obviously people have very different pace of life. And of course, if you think about places like London, even though it's not in European Union anymore, or I don't know, Frankfurt or Paris, it's a very fast-paced, high-paced cities. But today we're talking about Barcelona, specifically in LA. So I know that an average 
person from New York would say that LA is just a countryside town, which is very slow. And obviously Barcelona is a huge city, but it also has its own European way of living. And just to note that in LA for me, when I was living there, I came when I was, it doesn't matter how old I was, but it was back in 2018. And after seven miserable years, I'm not even ashamed of saying this in that straightforward way. After seven miserable years, for me personally, in London, where I studied in high school and university, LA finally felt like home. Because some of you might know that I was born in Russia and I left it when I was 15, but I never truly felt like home there because for the most of my childhood, I didn't really listen to Russian you know, songs, I didn't watch Russian TV series. So my parents did a lot of things, I don't know, consciously or unconsciously to make sure that I listen and educate myself, you know, in English language. So probably it's something to do with that, but LA really felt like home to me, even though London is also an English speaking city, but it didn't was the case for me there. So after living three years in LA, I realized that I came up with these non-negotiables for me. Like it's the sun, it's the beach and the access to ocean or sea. So I can swim or at least I can even see the water because I think it's very calming for me. And it's very important because of that. And also for me, it's very important to have benevolent, open, chilled, yet to some extent, obviously ambitious people with their own interests and creative industry presence. By creative industry presence, I mean that there is some sort of a community of creative people who come from entertainment industry or something related to that. And I'm sure that in every city in the world, regardless of the size of its population, there are creative people. And what is being creative in the first place, right? It's a very abstract word. But for me, when you're in LA, you just feel it everywhere that people are trying to make it. Most of them are doing their own thing, be it acting, be it influencing, be it directing, whatever. So that's what I mean by creative industry presence. And in Barcelona, when I look at the map of Barcelona, you know, even from the visual point of view, I see some similarities. And I know that I'm not the only one who thinks that. The people who are born and raised in LA, they also say so. For example, like, you know, Tibi Dabo. For me in Barcelona, it's as beautiful as Griffith Park or the views from Runyon Canyon in LA because it's the point from where you can see the whole city and you just feel the energy of the city you understand and you kind of realize that you live there so... And obviously the beach, Santa Monica, it's as overcrowded and as probably dirty as Barceloneta here in Barcelona. So I can go on and on speaking of some, you know, concrete examples. And once again, people might ask like, who the F am I and why would you listen to me? Because I'm not born and raised in neither of these cities. And actually, maybe that is why you have to listen to me or at least consider my opinion to be valuable to some extent because if you're like me and considering where to live where to spend if not the rest but some part of the life living somewhere probably it was going to be useful because I'm looking at both of those cities from the third point of view I was not born there I was not born here in Barcelona so for me it's a very new experience but I feel some similarities, even though 
once again, I was not born, unfortunately, in neither of these cities. So to start with, obviously, for me, it was a very big surprise that, you know, in a lot of countries, people speak multiple languages, like in Switzerland, you are just born, and you automatically know German, I don't know, French, Italian, and some other languages, probably. But here, it's very interesting because I thought that people would speak here, like most people would speak here English and Spanish, but no, most people speak either Catalan and Spanish or Catalan and Catalan. By that, I mean that people, some people might say that Catalan people are a little bit snobbish. I did not have any, you know, experience that will make me think so. But the problem for me is that I do not speak neither of these languages. And for me, at least for now, they sound pretty similar. So sometimes I do have difficulties of explaining myself because I speak English, I speak a bit of German. Obviously, nobody speaks Russian here, at least apart from Russian-speaking people. So I have to learn the language, and I do not even know which is more useful for me when you live in Barcelona, Spanish or Catalan. In LA, obviously, I did not have a problem like that, but a very big population of people who come from Mexico, probably from other Spanish-speaking countries, and by saying that, I just mean that, you know, to conclude, knowing Spanish language is a very good skill to have. Second of all, weather, I think it's self-explanatory in some sense, because you have sun almost 365 days a year. You also have beach, you also have, you know, ocean in LA, sea in Barcelona. So in terms of the weather, I think... In both cities, it's getting super hot during the summer and it's pretty mild, warm, slash still hot during the winter. And it, sometimes it rains, but some people might think that I hate London because of the weather. Yes, because of the weather as well. But I do love rain, but to the reasonable amount of it happening throughout the year. So if it's more than one month, you know, in a row, constantly raining. I hate this. So weather-wise, both of the cities are perfect. I think the next point is a very big, a little bit vague, but I think some of you might understand what I'm trying to say here is, you know, LA is a hustle culture. And I would say the United States in general, like the American culture does mean hustle culture. And here I would say it's sangria culture in a good way. I'm not saying that, you know, all Spanish people are lazy, but you have this, even a cultural thing called siesta, where you can take off two or three hours off your day and just do, I guess, whatever you want to have a nap, to have a second lunch after a proper lunch. So yes, hustle culture versus sangria culture. By that, I mean that people in Europe tend to have more I would say, taste of life. They do understand, as I mentioned in right in the beginning, they do value the process more than the final result, the end goal, the destination. And I think it's just two very different ways of living your life. And I do not want to judge any of them because I, I think I come from the background from my family, from the hustle culture family, so to say. But at the same time, I do understand that, you know, we live only once, we have to know how to appreciate the moment. So I would want to take the best out of two worlds, if it's possible. Then speaking of hustle culture, let's move to salaries. Just a couple of words. I think it's also self-explanatory in a way because 
most people would know that in the United States, in comparison to the rest of the world, the salaries on average are pretty high as their taxes, as their rent prices. I do understand that. But I was very surprised that, you know, Spain is a relatively rich country and average salary would be around 1500 per month. I mean, euros. And for me, it's not a lot. And I guess for some people, it's also not a lot. But it's the average salary from what I heard from other people, like being on in the middle, so to say, professional level, I guess the manager, sort of. So it's not a high salary. And especially now, a lot of nomads come here to Barcelona. A lot of them come from the United States. They drive up the prices for rent. So I think some companies might consider increasing the salary of their employees but we'll see because for now i still hear that in italy and in spain the average salary would be somewhere around 2000 euros per month which is once again i think it's not a lot and i mentioned the rent situation you know la is probably one of the worst cities to compare it to anywhere because it's expensive it's super expensive and you always just have no other option but to share your apartment with someone whilst in Barcelona. I think it's also happening. But here, at least from people that we met, you know, it sounds that it's way more accessible to get just an apartment for your own or like a studio, a little, you know, little apartment. But the problem here is there are some obstacles along the way if you want to rent your apartment for the whole year. Like a landlord would ask you to have a Spanish employer. And uh, we had this situation a couple of times, but we really tried to sell ourselves as very reliable tenants. And I think we successfully managed to do that. And second of all, I think it's not very necessary if you can prove that you have sufficient you know, financial support. Um, obviously, in the States, a lot of things come from your credit score and for that you also need to have social security number you have to have the history of your purchases of even the credit card so there are also other problems but speaking of prices i think obviously rent in Barcelona is way more accessible and affordable so that's the beauty of living in Barcelona that's what i'm trying to say speaking of local activities and number of museums and galleries you know, in LA, because the city is so spread out, I think it does feel less united, even though it's called, you know, the United States uh, of America, I would say the city itself, LA, is very spread out, uh, geographically speaking, but also, I think, because a lot of people there are, I would say, narcissistic, because they want to make it just on their own, it does create some sort of isolation between people. And even when you go to a party, for me, it's always like a network kind of situation. So it's part of my work, how I present myself, which kind of people I talk to. So it's not about the party and having fun at this party. It's about building your network and expanding it. In Barcelona, it's way more different. You know, I was surprised to see how many different events happen every single not week, every day. And it's made for locals by locals, like different markets, different fairs, like, I don't know, festival of local food, you name it, they'll have it. And I love it because, you know, always I have this feeling as if you were a tourist here. So you have to, you get this chance to explore the city right from from the beginning so to say and of course there are a lot of different experiences and things happening made for experts by for experts by experts 
and by expats i mean you know there are a lot of cool people interesting people most of them are entrepreneurs or probably it's just the people that we meet i don't know maybe it's a coincidence but the number of events taking place here where you can see that local people catalonian spanish people they enjoy it being there and they can see that they truly have fun they do not feel like it's a network situation they do not have to dress up super glamorous or something like that they just enjoy by being present in the moment and being surrounded by their lovely friends family members i don't know even tourists probably but i'm sure the locals hate tourists but it's a different topic for another pod and um, so yeah probably barcelona is some sort of a european san francisco because i mentioned that most of the people the experts that we meet are entrepreneurs but obviously here it's way more safe way more affordable and i'd even go further and say that it's way more picturesque i mean i think it's more beautiful uh, even landscape wise and i don't know how i ended up here comparing barcelona and san francisco so let's move to my different point that i have here written down because i'm sitting here in front of my laptop and all the notes that i made prior to recording this episode so the dress code i would say it's pretty similar i mean like Spanish people do care about how they look and they love it, but I think they're a little bit more stylish and less glamorous. Because in LA, what I experienced personally, there is a lot of glamour, but cheap glamour. Like, you know, we see the diamonds of the neck, in the earring, uh, sorry, in, in the ears, but then you realize that probably a person just bought it from AliExpress or Walmart, whatever. So I don't want to judge that because sometimes you have to look presentable and make yourself look a little bit more presentable than probably you are because in LA it's all about the fake it till you make it culture but I would say that I find Spanish people especially Spanish ladies who are in their 60 years or 70 you know they're just adorable they are so sophisticatedly beautifully dressed I don't know the number of mistakes I've made here but whatever like yeah I think Spanish style is very sophisticated it's gorgeous and it's way more intelligent than LA cheap glam. And food-wise, you know, do we have to dig deeper here and discuss all the perks of having organic food, which you can buy in every single corner, every market, any supermarket here in Barcelona. And there is like no need to spend 10 bucks for one organic apple, as you can probably see, you know, the prices like that in everyone in LA. It's one of the it's probably the most expensive grocery shop in the States. And also if you assume that there, I mean here in Barcelona, you won't find any coconut matcha or vegan spring roll with goji berries on top. You're very wrong. Surprisingly, Barcelona has a lot to offer and, you know, a lot to offer a lot of cool coffee places, vegan cafes, restaurants and other healthy food spots. So once again, Apparently, life does exist outside of Sunset Boulevard. And speaking of things like Sunset Boulevard and Coachella, I'm not sure whether there is any direct link between those two things, but this summer there is happening this Primavera Festival. And I went to Coachella. Let me tell you, I've had the biggest expectations because going to Coachella was probably one of the top 10 things I wanted to do in my life and I'm so fortunate that I got this chance and my, in my opinion it's the coolest thing on earth so once again I had very high expectations and what I saw really exceeded those expectations 
some people would probably say that I'm crazy or it's super cliche thing to say, but I loved Coachella and I'm super excited to see Primavera. I know they're different even in terms of, you know, people who attend the festival. I think Primavera is much smaller, but still European festival would be much cheaper. It's easier to get a ticket. I mean, fly just for 23 euros if you fly from a European country. So once again, it's way more accessible and I think it still has a lot of cool DJs and artists that will perform at this Primavera Festival. And once again, speaking of events, things like concerts, exhibitions, fairs, summits, football. Oh my God, I need to mention football because, you know, by football, I mean soccer. So if you're from the States, I mean soccer. Here, people say football. You know, my boyfriend is obsessed with that. So for me personally, it's very hard to rate this or give any sort of opinion on it. But I know that for a lot of people, like my boyfriend, it's a big deal. And football is a huge thing for the most part of Spain. And you have this Barcelona football club, which one of the most famous football clubs, I guess. So a lot of activities related to football, to soccer. And I know that some people just adore that and they visit Barcelona just for the sake of going to one of those matches. Whew. Well, we are just only halfway through, but I'll try to make it as quick as possible because I'm sure we're running over 20 minutes at this moment. But I hope that it still has some value to you guys. And please let me know. You can comment on this, I think, in Spotify because there is a Q&A section right now. And also write to me, I don't know, on Instagram and my YouTube because I, I'm interested to see whether people actually agree with what I say here or not. So one of the things I loved about living in LA is driving. I had my little Mini Cooper. I like to do this, what I call behind the wheel meditation, where I just put my favorite songs on. I sing and just drive where the life takes me to. In Barcelona, the streets are too narrow, too small. There is no places to park. And if you want to be driving here, you have to have this, you know, skill to park in very narrow spaces. And second of all, you have to have means to pay for this parking. Obviously, it's not New York City rates where you, I saw this crazy, like I think it was $20 per minute. I mean, who the hell like will go to a parking place like that? But here in Barcelona, you know, it's relatively expensive to pay for the parking right in the city center. So you have to have extra money to do that. And I mentioned right in the beginning that, you know, so to say access to entertainment industry, to creative industry is important to me. And we all know that it's objectively hard to get into creative industry in the first place and become part of the crowd. It's a very closed industry in some sense. So be it film production, be it modeling, being fashion design, uh, it is hard in general. And here in Barcelona, at least, I think it's a bit different from Paris because Paris is more international. A lot of fashion shows happen there. A lot of fashion company headquarters are located there. Here in Barcelona, you need to know the language once again, Spanish or Catalan. You need to know the local scene. You need to know the people. And obviously you need to know all and have all of those things in LA too and, or in any other city or, or in any other industry. But at least in LA, I mean, you get a chance to be considered for a job, for a casting because it's an English speaking country. And if you know English and especially if you don't have any vivid accent like I do, unfortunately, 
you have a chance to communicate with people, so to say, on the same level and on a deeper level, probably. And here it's difficult. You need to know the language. And I remember once I created a Google Sheet, I basically saw a TikTok where a girl uses ChatGPT plugin. She creates Google Sheets to target all the job positions that she likes and the companies that she likes. So I did exactly the same thing for film production companies in Barcelona specifically. I messaged probably 20 different people from 20 different companies or even more, zero response. Of course, it's another thing to talk about my job experience and other things that people might take into consideration when considering me for a job, but zero response, you know? And of course, there are other things like you need to have a valid visa or a residence card or a passport and a work permit. And if you live in the States, of course, you also need to have a green card or a talent visa or H-1B visa or a passport. So a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of legal things come, you know, between you and the job that you want to get, be it here, be it there. But in Barcelona, in Spain, I would say in Europe in general, because it's a monoculture in the first place, you need to know the local language once again. It's a sad topic for me, so let's move on to something different, like, you know, being close to other beautiful regions and places. When I lived in LA, one of my favorite places to visit was Laguna Beach and also the Big Sur, you know, this road on the south coast, or sorry, I forgot even the name of it, but where is the Big Sur, basically, where you can enjoy the beautiful views of the ocean, the sunset, the sunrise in Laguna Beach. It's crazy, like the... The most green grass was in Laguna Beach and the most blue ocean was also in Laguna Beach. I mean, the, the most blue water that I ever saw in my entire life, but I haven't been to Maldives yet, so take this into account. I also never been to Catalina Island, unfortunately, but maybe one day I will. And, you know, near Barcelona, it's very obvious that you have endless amount of beautiful seaside towns such as Sieges, Garaf. I don't know, if you go south, you can go to Malaga, Marbella, visit neighboring islands such as Ibiza. So huge number of places where you can travel to if you are for some reason are fed up with Barcelona. And of course, places like Girona and Montserrat. Oh my God, we visited it last weekend. Breathtaking. But the mistake that we did, we put both of those you know, places just in one day. We tried to squeeze this whole experience of going to the mountains of Montserrat and browsing through Girona just in one day. It's crazy. Please don't do that. Please go there separately. And, uh, you know, just to conclude that I know that I've been speaking for a long time now, probably doesn't make a lot of sense to some of you. I'm sorry in advance that I cannot cover other interesting topics when it comes to dating because I remember myself being single in LA or in London Dating there, it's a whole different topic. But now when I have a boyfriend, you know, it's not very relevant to me to speak about dating, but I do hear interesting stories when my friends, single friends, date someone or try to date someone here in Spain. It deserves another, you know, separate pod episode. And we haven't gone to a lot of parties here, but we've been to couple and that was fun. And I didn't do drugs. I didn't do luxury shopping or at least to the amount that somebody can consider it as a full-time experience. So there are some things that I cannot fully judge, and I'm sorry about that. And if you want me to cover any specific topic when it comes to Barcelona or LA, let me know. But overall, 
throughout its core, LA and Barcelona, you know what? I did not want to score them. I don't want. I did not want to compare them. First of all, I mean, I've already did compare them, but you know, first of all, I haven't lived in Barcelona for long enough. Once again, I've been living here only for three months, and in LA, I spent three years. Probably someone would just say just three years, right? Second of all, they're pretty different and similar at the same time. And it's very objectively hard for me to rate them. And as I've mentioned right in the beginning, you have to remember that last but not least, it's super subjective. That's my opinion. That's my experiences. Some people love places like London, for example, you know, I hated it. And some people hate LA. They feel like it's super superficial. It's not, you know, beautiful, even visually wise. I love it from most of the angles, except homeless people and the crime rate. So the only way you can see if you can resonate with any of my arguments really, probably to have a look at my Instagram or watch some of my YouTube videos so you can get a better sense of my personality, my interests, things that I tend to gravitate towards to, or the best way and most diplomatic conclusion that I can provide to you is to say that see it for yourself, try it for yourself, save some money, get a vacation or find a job, find a partner, a friend who lives in one of those places. Basically, find yourself a reason to move to one of these beautiful cities. Because once again, they're so different and maybe not from each other specifically, but definitely from the rest of the world. So thank you so much once again. Thank you so much if you stayed up until this very moment. I know it's been a very long journey, but I tried to cover it you know, from different angles and to provide some arguments of, you know, why I think this way and not the other way. Thank you so much. Hope you have the best day of your life. You have the best week, the best year. And once again, if you ever consider to either come to visit Barcelona, don't forget to text me because I'm living here. Or if you want to visit LA, you can always text me on Instagram or on my other social media. And I'll shoot you like, a list of my favorite places to, to go to because a lot of people go to LA and they do not like it because they live in Hollywood and they see all these dirty streets and unsafe places. So once again, thank you so much for your time and see you soon or talk to you soon in the next episode. But before I let you go, guys, I have a special request for you, my amazing listeners. Please take a moment and rank this podcast. It doesn't really take more than five seconds to do that. But in return, it helps me to climb this rating letter in Spotify and Apple Podcasts or any other platform where you listen to this episode. It shapes the future of my show and ensures that I continue delivering the content that you love. Thank you so much in advance. Bye.